This is Bigger Pockets Daily, the audio sidekick to the Bigger Pockets blog. I'm your host, Tyler. And think about it this way each of these episodes is like one short chapter from a giant audiobook written by the world's best and brightest real estate investors. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Three real estate investing strategies that aren't so passive. And four that are. By Eric Bolin. You'll hear it tossed around here and on just about any other site. Build your passive income through real estate. I believe passionately that you can make a ton of money in just about any niche in real estate. But let's be real. The way most people invest is hardly passive at all. A lot of very successful people I know jump into real estate and buy some rental property. Or even worse, they pick a deal to flip. It's too late before they realize that it's far more work than they expected. Then they're calling me asking how they can get out of the deal without losing money. Unfortunately, it's pretty rare that someone can get out of an unfinished project without losing money. It's even harder to get out of a rental property that they overpaid for, thinking they'd make a smooth 10% cash on cash or more with no work at all. So, before getting your first deal... Look at your current situation, your goals, and decide how passive you need to be with your investment. Then, be real with yourself and understand what you're getting into. Let's dive into some types of real estate that are and are not passive. Three real estate strategies that are not passive. 
You should avoid these categories if you're looking to park some money in real estate and if you want to stay passive so you can focus on your other business, career, etc. On the other hand, if you have less money but more time, these might be good categories to get involved in. Essentially, you'll be trading your time for higher returns, which can be very helpful to newer investors. Strategy number one, house flipping. The first and most obvious type of investing that is not passive is house flipping. There are a ton of people absolutely killing it as house flippers, but I personally don't even consider this investing. Still, it's commonly referred to as investing, so I'm including it. If we could compare real estate to the stock market, then house flippers would be the day traders or swing traders. Swing traders and house flippers both make a lot of money, but it's hardly an investment. Just like day traders are taking advantage of short-term fluctuations in the market to make money, house flippers are taking advantage of inefficiencies in the market, bringing a lot of experience to plan and oversee a project, then selling for, hopefully, a profit. Unless you are an owner of a house flipping company that operates completely and entirely without your direction, <laughs> then your money from house flipping is not passive. Strategy number two, wholesaling. This is just about as far away from investing as you can get. Wholesalers try to find and negotiate really good deals, then sell that contract to a house flipper or landlord. Though I do know people making 50K a month wholesaling. It can hardly be called passive. They work a lot of hours, are constantly driving around looking at deals, and spend a lot of time marketing. So, while it can be very lucrative, it is not passive. Strategy number three, rental property. The other most common investment people make is either in a single family or two to four unit multifamily rental property. Though these can be entirely passive, for most people, I'd consider it partially or even slightly passive. That's because most people are either managing it themselves or very active in the management of the property. And that's the distinction. Managing a property is not passive. In fact, management is quite literally a job, and you can apply to be a property manager in just about any market in the country. So, while this can be passive, the majority of people are managing their own properties, doing some odds and ends to maintain it, and bumping up their income and returns in the process. Let's move on to four real estate investments that are passive. All right, let's flip things around and look at some ways to invest that are mostly or almost entirely passive. Number one, rental property. Like I already mentioned, Rental property is usually a semi-passive investment, but if you do it right, it can be mostly passive. Pros, with a little bit of effort up front, you can receive the dividends for decades. Cons, you'll have to shop for and find deals, which can be time-consuming. You'll also have to analyze all the deals, negotiate with the seller, and probably line up contractors for any major repairs. But... You can hand the property over to a management company and let it cash flow for years to come. Number two, private lending or partnering. Instead of being actively involved in house flipping or buying a rental property, you can be a private lender or equity partner. Pros, 
Essentially, you are letting other people do all the work involved with finding deals, lining up projects, and filling apartments. But you can earn some of the profits. All you have to do is vet the investor and underwrite the deals to make sure it makes sense. Cons. You'll experience lower returns and give up some control. Though there is less return, the amount of work involved is minimal. The investor might have to look through 50 deals before finding a good one to bring to you. You might look at two or three deals before agreeing to one. Number three, partnering on a syndication. One of the most passive forms of investing is to build some relationships with syndicators. Get on their email lists and wait until a deal pops up. You can then invest with them on the deal and start earning with doing hardly any work. Pros? Non-accredited investors can partner. Deals are generally for larger properties, so there are economies of scale. Cons? You generally need to have a personal relationship with a syndicator to invest. Also, the SEC limits the number of non-accredited partners to 35 or less. And number four, crowdfunding. This is the newest player on the block. Essentially, crowdfunding is exactly like syndicating, except investors are found online. Pros. The crowdfunding platform does extra diligence, which means you can trust the deal a little bit more than normal. Cons. There are lower returns than investing straight in a syndication due to the extra fees they place on the deal. Also, the SEC allows only accredited investors to invest in individual assets that are crowdfunded. So... Is real estate actually passive? Yes and no. No, because the way most people are investing is not actually passive. But if done right, real estate can be truly passive and help you build massive generational wealth over a lifetime. So, before diving in, make sure you know what niche in real estate you want to get into, how passive it is, and how it fits into your personal goals. That's a wrap on today's episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. If you're enjoying the show, can I ask for a favor? Please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It takes a few seconds, and your feedback really helps us out. Thank you. Oh, really? And we'll see you again soon.